Good morning and hello, my friends, and welcome to Friday, July 31st, the last day of the week, the last day of the month of July. Um, wherever you are, I uh, certainly wish you God's love, God's grace, God's blessings to you. Uh, and thanks for coming along for another Cup of Joe, uh, where we get to explore today not only uh, uh, another gospel reading, but also the life of a saint as we celebrate today the feast of St. Ignatius of Loyola. So let's dive into the Word of God, shall we? Uh, for those at home, those who would like to follow along, we will be finishing up Matthew chapter 13. I mistakenly said we finished with it yesterday. I was... I... Uh, I was incorrect. And today we will look at Matthew chapter 13, verses 54 to 58. So Matthew 13, 54 to 58. Let's hear the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came to his native place and taught the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his own house. And he did not work many, de many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's start with uh, this Gospel reading, then we'll go into uh, Ignatius and, and uh, his contribution to the church, to uh, Christianity, to the world. Um, so, again, remember, Jesus has just done... Oh, gosh, uh, we had to go over at least seven parables, I think, in this last chapter. Uh, the kingdom of God is like, uh, you know, the, the mustard seed um, uh, filled with wheat and weeds. Uh, the sower sowing the seed and it fell on rocky ground on the path on the, uh, amongst the, the thorns and on good ground. Uh, the woman kneading the yeast into the, to the dough. The, the three sections of dough. The kingdom of God is like, uh, you know, what we heard yesterday, um, the, the two parables. Uh, and so, again, Jesus is just constantly uh, giving them wisdom, but doing it in a different way. Well, and so he finishes there, and he comes to his native place. Now, this would be Nazareth. Uh, he, we know he owned a, his own place or had his place in Capernaum. But uh, he goes back to his hometown. And, and originally, the people are astonished. They were astonished and said, where did this get man get such mighty wisdom and mighty deeds? But then they talk themselves out of it. Is he not the carpenter's son, Joseph? Is not his mother named Mary and his brothers, Joseph, you know, blah, blah, blah. And his sisters, are they not all with us too? And so they took offense at him. Now, why would that be? And again, Jesus is correct in saying, 
A prophet is not without honor except in his native place. Because I think, brothers and sisters, again, this is human nature. We can all do it. We all have done it. And we've all experienced it. Think about family gatherings when you get together at um, Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever time it would be. You know, maybe now it's funerals or, or, or whatever, that we all get together again. How easy it is to fall back into those roles in which we grew up. Um, that I was the, uh, the, the funny one in, in the, the family, or I had the role of, um, the nice one or the one who always said yes and helped out, or I was the rebel within the family or I, whatever it was that we had our roles and we fall back into those and, and even more importantly, we see other people through that lens Oh, yeah, that brother or sister of mine, that's who they are. In a sense, we are now who we were when we were growing up, when we were known in that community, that small community called a family. Well, it's no different in a small community like Nazareth, in a small community like Keele, Wisconsin, in that you are now who you were when you grew up. And so let's say you were from a small town like Kiel and you go off and, and create, and, and I won't even say create, but you understand who you are in, in Jesus Christ. And you say yes to becoming who, who you are called to be. And you become this whole other person. And, uh, and, and realize the gifts that you've been given and you say yes to all this and you grow into this magnificent being and saying yes to this and you come back. Well, they don't know anything about that person who went away and said yes to all those things and came back a different woman or a different man. They just knew you as who you were back before you left 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it was. And they treat you in the same manner. And that's why, to the extent that they are open, you know, if you come back from this sojourn, this pilgrimage, this understanding of who you are, this claiming uh, of, of your, or your native being, that's the part that they look and say, where did this woman, where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Look at who they have grown into. But then they talk themselves out of it. We talk ourselves out of it by saying, ah, but I knew you when. Don't, don't get so high and mighty here. Um, and, uh, and we remember, ah, but I knew you when you were 10 and you did this. And so we place people in that box and never allow them to grow beyond it. And that's what they're doing here with Jesus. You know, Jesus went away, whether it was at age 30 or, or whatever it was. And, and ultimately, through his baptism, his time in the desert, became fully who God invited him to be as Messiah. And, and came back to them, but they couldn't let him be that. Brothers and sisters, I, I bring this to mind. It's good for us to know that habit about ourselves, to allow people to be who they are in God, who they are 
in the years that they've been away and who they have discovered themselves to be. And we need to be able to listen to that and open ourselves to the, the fact that they could be changed and be someone new and not keep them in a box. And because of that, in that wonderful last line, he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. Not because he wasn't able to. Not because he wasn't who he was called to be in God. But because they weren't open to the fact that that's who he was. That's who he could be. It was their lack of faith. I I heard an example of this. You know, imagine um, a homily at Mass. Uh, for those who are not Catholic, imagine a, you know, a, a, a preacher giving their their sermon, their their reflection. Um, and who's more important at that point, the preacher, the priest, the deacon, whoever's giving that that uh, homily or reflection, or you or I sitting there listening to it? And of course, the answer is both. If we are open to the words. Those words are going to find a place within us. But if we are not open to the person who is saying them, we will close off our hearts and they are not going to be effective to us and for us. That openness must reside on both sides. Jesus brought it. He brought his gifts. He brought who he was in his fullness. But they were not open and could not be open to it. And so there he was unable to perform any mighty deeds because they were not good ground. Let's talk a little bit about St. Ignatius. Um, So St. Ignatius was born about the time Columbus was preparing to set off uh, and and, uh, find, by accident, the New World. Um, And uh, and he ultimately, Ignatius now, uh, was most interested growing up in 16th century Spain uh, in being a soldier and finding fame and fortune that way. And he did. He was on his way until a cannonball found his leg and shattered it. And while he was convalescing, they didn't have any stories there that he wanted to read, things of a, of a soldier's life and a romantic uh, nature in that sense of fame and fortune. And so instead, he was brought books on the life of Christ and the lives of the saints. And he read those, and a seed was planted that mustard seed, very small, because he had no desire. Um, But it found its way to his heart, and his conscience was struck. And slowly, very slowly, that seed grew to incredible, uh, you know, again, using that mustard seed image, to the largest of bushes. And what he did was he gave his life over to Christ. And he had a vision of Mary. He went um, and did a pilgrimage to a a Marian shrine in uh, Spain at the time and stayed there for for close to a year, living sometimes with the Dominicans, uh, sometimes uh, in the houses of people that put up with him, but most often in a cave. And he was just gave himself over in prayer and fasting uh, to the spiritual life and to Christ. And he found a great peace and a calm there, Uh, after which uh, came a great uh, year of tribulation for him. And I don't know much more about that. Uh, But uh, on the other side of that year, he found that calm and that peace again. Went off and studied at the greatest universities in Europe for about 11 years. And and in that time time frame, 
surrounded himself with a group of five others. And so this group of six committed themselves uh, to, to prayer, fasting, uh, uh, chastity, obedience, um, and ultimately uh, gave themselves, uh, and, and this was Ignatius, went down to the Pope and said he would like, uh, at the time, Pope Paul III, to create this society. Uh, he wanted it to be another, um, uh, another religious uh, organization, another, another religious group like the Dominicans or Franciscans, but uh, for whatever reasons that I won't go into now, the church had stopped doing that. And so what happened instead was the Pope did take their allegiance and um, they named themselves the Society of Jesus, what you and I would call the Jesuits. Uh, and so this society answered to the Pope and the Pope sent them all out on mission, save Ignatius, who stayed in Rome organizing the society. And he had a soldier's ability to organize, but a mystic's heart. And he longed to be out on, on mission like his friends, St. Francis Xavier and others, but, uh, but stayed uh, in Rome and, and did works of compassion and goodness there while organizing this young society that has grown into something so incredible. Um, and, uh, and we look at, at people today who are followers uh, of the Society of Jesus, uh, who are Jesuits. Um, people from the last century, such as Telhard de Chardin, some of the greatest minds, Karl Rahner, and even our Pope today, Pope Francis, uh, Jesuits. And, and one has to wonder what was going on in Spain in the 16th century that produced people such as Ignatius of Loyola and Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross. An amazing moment. But yet, brothers and sisters, the one thing they had to do, the one thing, they had to be open and, uh, and not uh, closed off like the people of Nazareth were to Jesus. Let's pray. If there is someone or something for which you would like to pray today, I invite you to call it to mind at this time. And let's begin then, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Well, my friends, uh, we have finished another week. Blessings. Thank you for uh, joining and and giving yourself over to the Word of God. And uh, have a marvelous weekend. Look forward to us being back together on Monday. God bless you.